Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hello everyone and welcome along to your post-match reaction podcast. The first one of the season after Rangers were defeated 2-1 at Ibrooks by Newcastle United. It was a full house here at Ibrooks as uh, everyone gave Alan McGregor his final send-off and it was uh, some atmosphere here at Ibrooks uh, both at the start of the game and the end of the game. And the, New- the 8,000 Newcastle fans sitting in the Broomwone stand definitely contributed uh, to that as well. I'm joined here by Ross Chalmers. We are um, coming to you live from the gantry at Ibrooks. We've just been at the press post-match press conferences with Michael Beale and Ryan Jack made an appearance as well. I don't think Alan McGregor's ever been a fan of speaking to the media and they managed to avoid it tonight as well. Um, Ross, just to start us off with your, uh, your summation of tonight's game. Yeah, thanks, Craig. Um, a, a bit of a, a tough one for Rangers tonight, I think. I, I think the second half, obviously, the game levelled out a wee bit, but I think in the first half, Newcastle really showed their level. Uh, I thought Rangers really, really struggled to match them. You know, pace of the game. I think Newcastle may be a week behind in their preseason, So I think that just shows you the level we were up against tonight. So yeah, first half... Just a wee bit of a, I think maybe realization for us all where we are currently um, as a club, but of course can always strive to get better. Second half, like I said, leveled out a wee bit. We've seen changes both sides. I think Newcastle made like seven or eight changes in the in, in the halftime break, and we made quite <coughs> plenty in that second half. So, yeah, overall, Craig, I think it preseason is preseason, isn't it? You're looking for uh, minutes in the legs. You're looking for players to to find their shots. got quite a bit to go until we hit those Champions League qualifiers. 
Yeah, absolutely. And I'm not going to touch, I'm not going to go through sort of every moment of the game. Um, there's, I don't think in pre-season there's much point in that, but I'll pick up some key moments that, that I kind of saw and we can kind of talk through yep. what they looked like. First of all, starting lineup. Alan McGregor started. I was on the podcast last night with Jock and John and we kind of thought that he'd maybe play five, the last five or ten minutes, maybe stretch that to 15. He actually played the first 37 minutes, which was an interesting move. Is that is, is, is harsh to be harsh, I guess, but with, with the season coming up and obviously Jack Butland playing his first game at Ibrooks and keen to get minutes minutes in front of, um, in front of the fans uh, and also getting familiar with his team, was it the right decision, do you think? I think if you just got to look at it, it's a testimonial uh, at the end of the day. And it's the first pre-season game. I think I'd be a wee bit more worried if this was maybe three or four games into pre-season and, and Michael Beale made that decision to give Alan McGregor his moment tonight. But I think there's a reason why it was scheduled so early on in pre-season. And, you know, it gives us an op- other opportunity for players out there to give a in the legs and, and gives Alan McGregor the send-off he deserves. I, I, for me, it was a right decision. I think Alan McGregor deserved that tonight. He deserved to be in the park. I think he maybe came off about 35 minutes, 40 minutes. So he deserved that. You know, what Alan McGregor's given us over his time with Rangers since two spells is unbelievable. He's definitely the best goalkeeper in my lifetime. Best goalkeeper in the club's history for a lot of people. It's obviously up for debate. So the fact he's even in that conversation shows how good the goalkeeper has been. So I think he deserved that moment tonight. So overall, I'm fine with it. Uh, I think Jack Buckland looked okay when, when he came on. I think people were maybe questioning him, some of his distribution and things like that today, but I, overall I thought he was, was pretty good. And yeah, great decision for me, Craig. Al McGregor deserved that tonight. He deserved that send-off, especially at the end. Um, the fans were fantastic with him, and that's exactly what we want to see for a player that's been so good for us over the years. So yeah, great decision for me. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's hard to disagree with that one. Uh, if we're honest, one of the big things tonight was getting our first chance to see um, some of the new signings. Live, uh, live in the flesh and it was uh, the, the, fr- the front three I think was what caught my attention first of all or, or it, was going, it was where I was working first of all for the greatest improvement I think it was probably where we were poorest um, last season and where we really needed to see a big change and uh, tonight Michael Beale went with a, a front three to start the game of Todd Cantwell at left, Sam Lammers out right and Abdul Asima up top Um I thought from the very start we looked for Abdul Asima over the top, which he was a keen runner, but it didn't quite work given the, the strength and the height that Newcastle had at the back. But it was interesting to see he wasn't scared of a fight or he wasn't he wasn't scared to, to shirk a challenge. He was he was he was putting himself about. I felt that some of the some of the challenges we faced last season reared their head again in terms of as we were as we were playing um from out the out from the back and then into midfield, the play would then um, the play would then break down as we tried to get into the the attacking third of the pitch. Um, I thought that was kind of it, it kept happening during the first half. There was no getting away from that one. And the other one, um, I see a couple of comments already kind of agreeing, but Borna Barisic really struggled tonight. I felt, and it was again every time we seem to come up against um, some decent opposition, Borna Barisic tends to tends to struggle. There's obviously rumours that Nottingham Forest are in for Borna Barisic. Um, I've said over and over again that I'd be quite content if Borna Barisic was to leave. So it'll be really interesting to see what happens over the coming days. But Ross, just going back to the front three and then on to Borna Barisic, what were your, what were your thoughts on them? Well, 
I think I agree with you on the, the kind of Rangers game plan originally was trying to go long for Abdalasima and it wasn't really paying off for them. I think there's probably two sides to that. Maybe Rangers were trying to play quick and behind, but I think Newcastle were really, really aggressive from the start tonight and were pinning Rangers in. But I thought the opportunities that Sima had to be physical and hold the ball and things, I think he'd done really well. Um, he actually looks a wee bit more technically gifted than I thought. I think he, he looks a wee bit better. I thought he was maybe just a strong runner. Um, good around the box, powerful, uh, and good at set pieces and things, but he, he looks more than that. I, I think I may get carried away during the game with Ukraine. I think I said he might, you know, completely batter this league because I just, I had a really good feeling about him today. I just thought he'd, he'd done really well. Front three itself, Sam Lammers, I thought, showed probably a lot of those touches that we've seen in the, the pre-season clips and the training clips. He was really tidy in possession. Uh, a lot of nice, intricate touches between himself and other players. And I think at one point he fashioned a really good chance for himself and I think he shot it straight down the middle at carry, so he was unlucky. So, encouraged by the front three, I think that will change over the season. I would be surprised if we see uh, a Campwell, Sima and Lammers front three again. I think Campwell will move one back uh, and I think we'll bring either a Dessers or the, the link to Danilo or something. I think someone else will be in that role. The, the other point about Borna Barisic, um, I don't know if tonight Newcastle were targeting Borna Barisic or if Newcastle are just so aware of how good a player here in Trippier is they want to play down that right-hand side. But it was evident that they were trying to isolate Kieran Trippier and they were trying to get him running into that space at Barisic. And I thought Barisic really struggled in that first half. Um, I have to give him you know, a wee bit of the benefit of the doubt. Here he is up against top quality opposition. Like This is Newcastle United. They've just qualified for the Champions League for the first time in 20 years or something, you know, they've built a really good side under Eddie House, so you've got to take that into consideration, but I think yeah, a lot of people will look at that tonight with Borna Barisic and they won't be feeling very positive about him moving into this season. I do feel sorry for him in that aspect, but it's just the nature of the beast, isn't it, for Rangers that even pre-season friendlies, people are looking at these, uh, you know, these games as really important and trying to find familiarity for the season, so yeah, a bit of a tough night for Borna Barisic. I think a lot of people felt the same way in the, in the press country tonight. So, yeah, it's going to be an interesting one moving forward with those kind of Nottingham Forest links, Craig. Yeah, I think it will. And Borna Barisic, I know you're trying to give him the benefit of the doubt, but if we're going to... We, we need a left-back that can at least compete against teams of this level. Um, I'm not saying we need to have some, a left-back that could be starting for Newcastle's first 11, but we need a left-back who can compete at this level. And Borna Barisic, sadly... Isn't it? Um, so I would, um, I'd, I would expect Borna Barisic to be on his way out the door this coming week, hopefully, or, or within the next couple of weeks before the the season starts. But like you say, I, I, I'm I'm not willing to give, um, and it is a pre-season game, and it's probably a bit harsh, but I'm not willing to give exceptions because he was up against a, a good player. So um, that was Borna Barisic. Just on the the front three, I know you said we probably won't see a front three of um, Cadwell, Sima, and Lammers again. I think that's probably. Correct. Michael Beale spoke in the post-match press conference about the fact that um, Dessers was just came in a little bit too late for this game. Um, he was just catching up a bit pre-season-wise, but he said we will see um, Cyril Dessers on Saturday against Hamburg, and it's highly likely we will see Kamar Ruth as well. So um, that would be an interesting one to see those two come back in. I did feel at times we um, we missed a focal point. We missed a, a number nine. I don't think that's necessarily seen as Seema's game, um, so I think we missed that focal point for much of the game, which 
again, a weighed into those struggles we had, especially the first half or first 60 minutes. So it'll be interesting to see how that changes on um, on Saturday against Hamburg. Um, like you say, I think I think the way the way Lammers played today, I was it was it was fits and starts. I think I think he struggled at points, but he showed a couple of flashes of, of good skill. He had the one at the edge of the box where thought he'd blown it by turning back towards um, where he came from, but he managed to get the shot away, which was straight at Carius. And then in the, um, in the second half, he obviously scored, he got his goal. He he took he took the ball off the toes of the defender. He was he was close enough. He was aggressive enough. He was pressing well enough to be in that position, and he took his goal well. So I think it'll be really interesting to see how Lammers develops as we go forward. Uh, went one went into half time one 0 down. Um, goal from Almiron was a, a good finish but again came down that right hand side where we know we, we were vulnerable it was interesting to see Leon Balogun come on at half time um, obviously signed again during the week uh, coming back into into the team and Fashion Sakala um, arrived as well, I've written in my notes and Ross, Ross enjoyed this moment um, I wrote Lammers struggling and then two minutes later goal for Rangers Sam Lammers um, what did you make of I guess as we started the second half, we on Balogun coming in. I actually thought he looked quite assured in that in that space, um, and then uh, Fashion Sakala as well. I think was was probably best described as typical Fashion Sakala. Yeah, I'm just thinking back when that happened earlier with Sam Lammers, and if you remember, we had that kind of moment last season. I think it was submitting. I think I had a half-time tweet written and submitting scored. So that's why I get for trying to <laughs> get tweets out quickly. And yeah, you had that today with Sam Lammers. So he was struggling. Yeah. I thought Sam Lammers took his chance well. Um, he's one-on-one -on -one with the goalkeeper and he puts the ball away and that, that's what it's all about. Newcastle always having a bit of a nightmare at the back there and looked like they were all over the place after those, those changes they'd made. They, they'd made another raft of changes after the, the second half changes. Um, as for Fashion Zagala, I think again we've seen Fashion Zagala, but everyone gets frustrated with tonight. He, he has moments. He ha Fashion Zagala actually has quite good movement off the ball. He understands when to move into space. He understands, you know, how to stretch defences. It's just sometimes when he gets the, the ball in, in that kind of final third area, you really don't know what you're going to get from him. And there were certain times that he would be cut inside and he'd done okay. I think he lost the ball, but Hadji managed to get a chance for it. There was another chance where he just ran out of the park. So, yeah, Fashion Zikal is another interesting one for me. I think probably not something we're going to go on to in this podcast. Um there has been interest in him, supposedly. I'm not sure, just like Antonio Cholak, I'm not sure he's a player that suits Michael Beal. Craig, I don't know how you feel on that. I just think it's a player that, if there is genuine interest in him, around that three, four million mark, I think that is something that Rangers will look at. Um, I think there's a player in there somewhere that can be effective. Um, I'm just not sure if that's at Rangers, to be honest with you. Yeah, I think I'd agree. I'm, I quite like Fashion Sakala. I know there's lots of people who don't, but I do actually quite like Fashion Sakala. I think the, the numbers he gives, the um, I see in the comments that Dean Milne saying Sakala causes chaos for, for us and other teams at, at the same time, um, which I think is part of his appeal to me, uh, if I'm honest. And I think he offers something different to what we have elsewhere in terms of the pace that he offers. Um, we know that we'll come up against um, two banks of five um, at the edge of the 18-yard box for much of the season. But there are occasions and there are games, um, especially when teams open up a little bit against us, looking at um, 
away at Pataudry to Aberdeen, away away at Easter Road to Hibs, away at Tynecastle to to Hearts. Any game against Motherwell, I think um, that's where Fashi Sakala thrives, and I think he is a player that can offer us something a bit different in those ones. But if we got offered four million pounds for Fashi Sakala, I'm definitely not turning that one down. So it's it's, it's a bit of a balancing act, if, um, and with the, with the way that Michael Beale plays, I guess. He's not going to be playing every week, so that might be what Fashion Sakawa looks for as he goes forward. Uh, before we go on to the, like, I guess, the other comments that Michael Beale made in his press conference, I wanted to discuss two of the young guys that came on uh, midway through the second half. As there are, as there are, as with all preseason friendlies, there were a lot of changes. I think both teams changed all eleven players um, during the during the game. The last or the the last few changes for Rangers saw uh, Efeko come on, uh, they saw um, Bailey Rice and they also saw uh, Alex Lowry come into the game. How did you How did you view the performances f- from those players? I know you were particularly impressed with Bailey Rice at times. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> I, I watched Bailey Rice here in the, the Old Firm Glasgow Cup final last season, uh, at the end of the year, at the end of the season, should I say, and I thought he was phenomenal that night. So anytime I, I see Bailey Rice, there's a bit of excitement in me. I think I realised that He's only, I think he maybe just turned 17, but he was definitely 16 when I watched him the last time. Great player. I thought he'd done really well again tonight. Bailey Rice when he came on, really, really composed in possession, willing to take risks in possession as well, which I think is a, a major sign of a good player for, for someone of that age. Yufeko, um, I was actually quite impressed with as well tonight. Um, I've seen him a couple of times for the B team, and, and he's not looked very strong on the ball, but actually tonight I think he done quite well. I think he is the one that stood up by Alexander Isaac for the goal, I believe, Newcastle's second goal. And, of course, you can maybe say you could defend better there, but you're up against a striker that was bought for £60 million, you know, and you think it's coming out of the youth academy. So I won't hold that one against him. Um, but the two of them, I thought, done really well. And Alex Lowry, when he's got his chance, uh, played quite well in that hole tonight, played a couple of uh, through passes, made a good... Uh, it was, he had a good shot, it was saved as well, so... Bailey Rice is the one that excites me the most, I'll be honest. I think probably because I like that kind of player, that technically gifted, maybe number six, as you would say, in modern-day football. I like that kind of footballer, so I'm really interested to see where Bailey Rice can go this season, and I hope he gets opportunities uh, around the first team again. Cup games, things like that, whenever we can throw him in, I think it would be great for him. But Alex Lowry, I think there's maybe a kind of underlying pressure on Alex Lowry this season that he needs to try and seize the opportunity he needs to try and make his mark on this team he's been around the first team for a couple of years now of course really unfortunate circumstances with him last year personal matters so I completely understand that it was a difficult year for him but I think now he'll look at it as well as a this is his opportunity to to stake a claim um, and we've all seen with Alex Lowry that he, he's technically good enough to be around this Rangers first team so I really want to see more from this season. And look, I'm really pleased that the young boys are getting their opportunity in pre-season because that is what we want to see as fans. We want to see these guys get an opportunity and hopefully take them. Yeah, I just brought up a, a comment from Brian Spark there who says there's no space in the team for Lowry. It's a pity because he always looks so good. I think that's part of the, the issue at the moment um, is that there's Lowry is behind so many players in the squad that he's not getting the game time that potentially he thinks he should have and that... Um, that some Rangers fans also think he should have is is effectively heading into a season where Lowry either needs to make his mark on the first team or else he's going to end up going elsewhere. Um, and that's up to him. We know he had a difficult um, season last season for reasons that you 
you touched upon, but he uh, it, this is a it's a bit of a make or break. It's more than a bit of a, it is a make or break season for Alex Lowry at Rangers. So it'll be really interesting to see actually how many opportunities he gets to make that mark as well. Um, right, we'll move on to Michael Beale's post-match press conference comments because there was lots of interesting stuff in there. Um, in terms of his, his assessment of the game, he said it was a top, top pre-season game. It was a real game. He, he said he wanted to create um, pre-season fixtures that, that were competitive. Um, he said we created good moments. You can you can see we've still got heavy legs after um, eight days of, of hard training in Germany um, last week. But he says that we've tried to pick really strong competitive opponents throughout the season. So that was, that was his assessment of the game. Um, in terms of incoming transfers, so no, no news on Danilo, um, but that's one that seems to have got out into the public. No update on that one yet. The impression I got I got was that talks were very much still ongoing. That, that wasn't what Michael Beale said. He said no update as yet, but I, I very much got the impression that talks were still ongoing and he was, he was um, I got a sense of confidence from the way he was talking about it as well, which was really interesting. He was then asked about uh, Jose Cifuentes. Um, some people I know got excited about the fact that he was on a plane yesterday, but he ended up in Hawaii, not Glasgow. I know where I would rather be. Um, but he said that he admires uh, Cifuentes. We, we need to add one more midfielder, but until Cifuentes is here, it's not confirmed. I think, it going, again, going by body language and tone of voice, I think it's one that's really close. But it's just one that we're, we're about to get over the line. I think Michael Beale said he's uh, really pleased with the work we've done. He says we're ahead of schedule and we will see some outgoings in the coming days. He was asked specifically about Glenn Kamara and Scott Wright. Um, Glenn Kamara has been ill um, over the past few days and it's why he wasn't part of the squad um, this evening. Um, if, whether you believe that or not, you can you can uh, take it at face value if you wish. Um Speaking about Scott Wright, he said Scott Wright's at the age he wants to play regularly. I'm not going to be able to guarantee in minutes. Uh, we're off tomorrow, so that may give him the chance to go speak to some people. I guess that suggests that Scott Wright will be speaking to his agent in a few, in a, at least one club, I imagine, in, in Turkey, Pendixport, which was which was rumoured yesterday, um, but there may be more. Some good news that came out of the post-match press conference regarding Leon King. Um, so Leon King's injury is not as bad as, we, as the as we first thought and as Rangers first thought um, turns out he will be back uh, able to play in four to five weeks and I think it was two to three weeks for returning to training I think Michael Beale said so that will be really interesting and I guess raises, perhaps raises a bit of a question about Leon Balogun signing and where that all fits into everything um, but we may well be going with well at the moment it would be uh, if we were to sign um, Jonathan Panzo as has been rumoured that would take us to six central defenders, which seems too many, but we'll, we'll see how that pans out because there may be an outgoing there. Further injury update with regards to Connor Goldson. He said Connor Goldson's still on schedule to return at the end of the month. All going well. He'll be ready for the start of the season. I guess the slight concern there, Ross, is around the match fitness of Connor Goldson. Um, he'll also be going to play against Kilmarnock um, away on the first game of the season, which is, we know is not the finest pitch to make your return from injury on. So be interesting to see how that one comes through. And I think it will be um we still look a bit shaky when Connor Goldson's not at the, the centre of our defence and that's that's definitely a concern. Um Michael Bill finished off by saying that Alan McGregor is a modern day legend. He's he's got a highlight reel for the ages, but he's the same age as me, so I think it's the right time to for him to have a rest. 
the doors at Ibrooks are always open to him. Ross, can I just get you to sum up your your thoughts on those comments from Michael Beale? There's a there's a hell of a lot in there. I don't really know where to start, Craig. To be honest, because you've you've went through the whole press conference there, <laughs> so I'm really struggling. I think for me, what I've found interesting about Michael Beale's comments uh, regarding transfers, right? Because I think we all are honest. We all get a lot of uh, there's a lot of interest from everyone in, in Rangers transfers. He didn't really squash any of the rumours. You know, I, I didn't get any feeling from anything that was asked tonight. You know, Danilo, Sifuentes, Glenn Kamara moving on, Scott Wright. It, none of his answers made me think what I'm reading in the media and speculation is wrong. Uh, and I don't think he wanted to to change anyone's opinion on that. I think it is what it is. The Glenn Kamara, of course, is a bit different because I said to you as we were going down, it was something I wanted to ask him about, Glenn Kamara, because... You can be a player that's moving on at a club and it can be all amicable, but I'm not really understanding why he's not part of the squad at all. You know, there's players in there. Well, look at Antonio Cholak, he was in the pre-season camp. And I know Glenn Kamara wouldn't have been there because he was on an extended break from international duty. But the fact he's not been around anything in pre-season, I just thought it was quite strange. So for Michael Beale to say that he's he's ill, that makes that makes more sense. Glenn Kamara is one I expect to move on. I think the manager was trying to make that clear there that probably had, there's been some, you know, interest in him. And it's probably something to look at. Same with Scott Wright, someone I expect to move on. And Daniel and Sifuentes, I expect to come in at some point. I don't know when that's going to be. Um, Michael Beale wanted to reiterate that there is still a month to go until these qualifiers, so there's plenty of time. But I think he also said that he wanted them, he wanted quite a few in before Kilmarnock. Um, so that'll be interesting as well as the lights go out here. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, um, a, lot of, a lot of interesting comments from Michael Beale. And, yeah, I don't really know where to go from this, Craig, now because the lights have gone. <laughs> yeah, since the lights have gone out, I think we will start to round up this podcast. I was about to give you a, a moment to stand in your soapbox and, and wax lyrical about uh, Nico Raskin, but um, I'm, I'm not going to give you that opportunity now. Um, it was a, it was a mem- memorable night for Alan McGregor, I think, tonight. Uh, the result, while, um, while it was a 2-1 defeat, it doesn't really matter at this stage of the season. It's all about minutes in the legs and the patterns of play that we're seeing from the um from the from the players on the pitch. And I think some of that was encouraging, but I'm hoping for much more or many more positives as we play Hamburg and then Olympiacos over the next week or so. So fingers crossed that will be the case. Thank you very much everyone for listening. Please remember to subscribe to the TII YouTube channel, toggle on those notifications and you'll get um we get an email or a, or a notification every single time we go live or upload a podcast. Give give the uh, video a like if you've enjoyed the content. Leave us a comment if you agree or disagree with any of our thoughts. Uh, Kyle and the team will be back tomorrow night to look at the latest news. They'll summarise some of the fallout, I guess, from tonight's game as well. But thank you very much, everyone, for listening. And until next time, goodbye. Podcast Network. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. 
Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.